want to get on the action, we want to hear from you. Hit us up, faderoutemail at gmail.com. Slide in our DMs on IG at faderoutepodcast. Drop us a DM on Twitter at faderoutednz. Comment on our YouTube channel, The Fade Route with DNZ. Questions, comments, picks, segment suggestions, you name it, we want to hear from you. Get at us in crowd. Welcome to The Fade Route with DNZ. Here are your hosts, DNZ. Welcome to our special Sunday edition of The Fade Route, where we are going to pick you, the winners, for this coming NFL week. I'm Z, that is D, and without any further ado, let's get to it. So, it has now come to the time where we have our week one schedule ahead of us, and it's time to make picks. Are you ready to make your picks? Ready. All right, let's start with, first up on the schedule, Jets and Bills. Who you got? I'm taking the Billies, the Billy Goats. Yes, absolutely. I am 100% on board. It would take, it, it's going to take something, <laughs> it's gonna you take know, COVID-19. catastrophic. <laughs> it's going to take COVID-19 to help the Jets win. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a forfeit, guys. Yeah, we're good. It's a carryover. Next up on that list, Packers and Vikings. I'm taking the Vikings for this one. It's going to be close just because week one, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be juiced up, healthy, ready to go. But there's too many weapons for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings too. Especially they're playing in Minnesota. Not that that really matters, but, you know, it's it's indoor. It's their home field. It's, It's Aaron Aaron doesn't have really good success there, in my opinion. Definitely. All right, next up, the Eagles versus the Washington football team. Who Washington has a football team? <laughs> uh, so I've heard. The Eagles, they, the Eagles won't get many wins this year, but that'll be one of them. I'm picking the, the Washington football team, actually. I think that Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin, and Dwayne Haskins is going to have a pretty good game. Darius Slay is lining up on McLaurin, but... Well, they're going to burn down Philly if that happens. Uh, Well, you know, stranger things have happened. You can start with the Rocky statue. Um, (laughs) Browns and Ravens. This is an interesting one. Who are you taking? Um, You know, I was tempted to... I was tempted to say that there is going to be... You know what? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the Browns upset them. Why not? Ooh. It's possible. Anything can happen. It is. You know, it's the you're, it's the right week for the upset. And I think they beat them uh, last year. I'm pretty sure they beat – they won – I think they split last year. They did. They did. So, I mean, it's within the realm of possibility. I am just so anti-Cleveland Brown that uh, the Baltimore Ravens – Is it because you don't like you know, the color brown? <laughs> Never seen you wear a brown t-shirt. Is that why? I'm I'm not a fan of brown t-shirts. Brown, do you own? Uh, zero, especially brown and orange. 
Brown, orange, and white. Like, what is going? What are you doing? What are the three worst colors we can have on the uniform? Well, I think it's uh, brown, orange, and white. That's going to be our uniform. Do it. I want to see. I want to see an orange helmet with a brown stripe and with a with a brown and white stripe. You got it. And you know, let's just see these mock-ups. Oh, that's perfect. It's exactly. There's nothing. It's just a number. I saw it in my dreams last night. I'm, you know, Baker Mayfield, uh, he's got a lot of proof. He's got a lot of proven to me. Jarvis Landry, I'm big on. I like him. Chubb is good. Kareem Hunt is good. I can't stand Odell Beckham. He doesn't like you either. I know he doesn't. Well, you know, I really don't give a shit when Odell (laughs) Beckham. (laughs) And apparently, uh, the same thing with um, the Instagram models, too. So whatever's going on with his proclivities, like, good for you, Odell. That's lovely. We're done. But um, I see the Ravens winning pretty handily. And, uh, you know, Baker's looking like Brett. Next up, we have Colts and Jags. Uh, I'm taking the Colts. I like the Colts this year. I think their offensive line is really good. Um, I think they're... uh, their running back, Jonathan Taylor, has got a bright future. He's just got to get past more of the Mac. Philip Rivers is a pro, man. This is his last go. He's he's gonna he's gonna get to the AFC title game. Jags are tanking. Colts aren't. Philip Rivers is gonna have a good game. Not classic Philip Rivers to it's not Rivers the Gates, but I think he's gonna He's going to do better than people think he's going to do. And Jonathan Taylor is going to going to run really well over that depleted Jags defense. It's not going to be a, a blowout because I really don't want to pick blowouts on week one. But Colts are pretty handily going to win this one. Next up, you have the Raiders coming to take on the Panthers. I like the Panthers in this one, actually. Right. Just on, going with on the yeah, the the Las Vegas Raiders. The autumn wind is a raider. Well, we are still in September, and Teddy Bridgewater is going to ball out and show everybody how good he really is. Who are you taking? Oh, the Raiders. I got the Raiders. You you got the Raiders. Okay. Well, I mean, it's within the realm of possibility. On paper, the Raiders are the better team. So. Anything can happen for sure. Bears and Lions. I'm, Who I'm you got? taking the Bears. Mitch gets one. I know you're probably going to go with the Lions because <laughs> Stafford's your boy. Stafford is my boy. Stafford to Galladay is going to be fun. Adrian Peterson is going to turn back the clock for a little bit just to show you that he's not done. And I can see them. I can see them winning by by ten. I, I can see a good 10-point win from the Lions. Absolutely. Oh, boy. So, the Seahawks and the Falcons. That's a nice opening weekend game. That was a tough one for me to go with. And I'm taking Seattle. Like I said, I think it's I think it's their year. I do. Absolutely. I'm taking Seattle on this one. I don't trust Matt Ryan. I, you know, I don't like Dan Quinn. As a head just coach, person thing and... or... <laughs> no, it's just you know twenty eight to three. You know, it's just like it, that stuff never gets old. Is it business you know? or personal? 
<laughs> a little from column A, a little from column B, and, you know, you know. But uh, I'm sure, you know, Tom, um, Tom Brady loves Dan Quinn. I'm sure he does. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking Seahawks. They're going to roll over the Falcons. And the question is, how many picks is Matt Ryan going to throw? Yeah. Because, you know, I, you know, as well as I do, they're going to end up – he's going to try and force it to Ridley. He's going to force it to Jones. And wow. it, it's going to be the Jamal Adams show. Maybe like three. Maybe three sounds good. Three, three sounds about right, actually. Dolphins and Pats. Oh, it's Patriots. It's and the Patriots are home. Come on. Yeah. If it was Miami, I would take the Dolphins, but it's still Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it's a home game for Belichick. Cam Newton's gonna feast on the Dolphins. I hope so. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> I don't know. I could see him throwing for two and maybe running for one. That 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 sounds like a good day to me. Yeah, I think don't that would fumble be the ball Cam. and don't turn it over. Yeah, and then if the if it's the snap over your head, you know, whatever, don't you'll be fine. Don't die. Uh, don't die today. Yes, just just make it through. You know, have a David Johnson game. Just make it to week two. Um, Chargers and Bengals. I'm going with the Bengals, man. Again, it's it's a home game for the Bengals, and uh, I I think Joe's gonna play well. No Darwin James. Um, yeah. I think the Bengals are going to play fast. Joe Mixon got his contract. Joe Mixon's going to run. I think the, the Chargers have a lot of question marks. I don't really know what's going on. I, I like Tyrod Taylor, but he's not, you know, he's not the answer. I'm taking the Chargers, but I it's going to be close. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's going to be some kind of ass whooping and a welcome to the NFL for Joe Burrow because I think Joe Burrow will, will frankly outplay Tyrod Yeah, Taylor. I think it's going to kind of be like but, Mariota's first game where he threw like where he threw like four touchdowns, five touchdowns. I think it's I think he's going to play well. I think he's going to play well. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I would say maybe a field goal. Uh, they, you know, I really don't see a lot, a lot of difference. So I'll, I'll take the Chargers by a field goal, nail biter. Cardinals and 49ers. Oh, 49ers. Yeah, just defensively. I think, uh, you know, they're coming off of a Super Bowl loss. They'll, they'll play well their first game. I can, I see the Cardinals playing fast, playing loose, really, you know, playing up the fact that nobody thinks they're going to win this game. Hopkins is going to have a good game. They're going to spread it around. You know, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of offense, but I think it's just going to come down to probably like one key turnover, whether it's, you know, Kyler Murray fumbling or Kenyon Drake or even a pick. But uh, 49ers are going to win. We'll go by a touchdown. I think I'm going to take the 49ers by a touchdown over the Cardinals. Here we go. This is the this is the one that we've been waiting for. Bucks and Saints. Bucks and Saints. I'm taking the Saints. It's it's the home opener. The Saints are playing at home. I know they don't have a crowd. I think it's going to take a couple weeks for Tom to get in sync with the new offense. Evans isn't playing, so yeah, I'm taking the Saints. Yeah, agreed. I'm definitely I'm pulling on the Saints bandwagon too. Um, it's going to take a little bit, like you said. And that defense, you know what? You got to go up against Michael Thomas week one. 
I can see Michael Thomas going off. That'd be great because he's on my fantasy team too. There you go. Make it happen, Michael. Cowboys and Rams in your Sunday night game of the week. That's Sunday night game of the week? I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah. I think their defense is better this year. I do. I like um their offensive. Um, I like their offensive line. Zeke, I think, is going to like I said, be the the top rusher this year. They're going to have a fantastic offense, and I just think they go in there and they win. I think that's the opening of SoFi Stadium, too, right? It is. It's the open. It is the opening of SoFi Stadium. So, I mean, not that it really matters, but you know, it's going to be it, it's going to be a, a shootout. I think. That this first week you're going to see a lot of points being scored, and I got the Cowboys as well. As much as it pains me to say that, but um, they're loaded. You know, they're they're offense, you're loaded. <laughs> yeah, it's like you you should be doing special things. You really should be. And now that you have Mike McCarthy. You're out of excuses. Sorry, guys. Time, Sorry, time Sally. To put up. Yep, put up or shut up. Or like my mom used to say, shit or get off the pot. It's, gonna it's time. <laughs> and now we have two Monday night games this week in that weird week one tradition that we've you know, now come to uh, enjoy thanks to ESPN. But in the Rooney Mara Bowl, we have Steelers and Giants. Yeah, I'm thinking the Steelers. I just think their defense is stellar. I'm going to hope as a Giants fan, I'm going to root with my heart. I'm taking the Giants in this one. You can, you know, it's week one. Anything can happen. Stranger things have happened. So I can definitely see Barkley having a great game. Daniel Jones having that connection with Darius Slayton. Uh, Golden Tate having a good game. Ingram and Shepard or Ingram and Shepard. If Shepard gets on the field, I'll be happy. Ingram stinks. So I'm not even, yeah, I I don't even count him as anything. It's going to be close, but my heart is saying Giants. I'm going to roll with it. And then the last one, the last game of the week, Titans and Broncos. Touchdown. I think it's the Titans. I'm taking the Titans. I think it's going to be the Drew Locke show, man. I'm taking the Broncos. I do like Drew Locke. I think he's going to be really good this year, but. Um, I like again a date defense. I like the Titans defense. Um, I don't know if the Broncos can stop anything right now without Von Miller. Yeah, I don't know either. But uh, Vic Fangio, Vic definitely... Fangio's their coach. He doesn't really know anything about offense. Like, well, the only thing he knows about offense is how to stop it. So, you know, he did. A, he's I... doing a great job of that for his own. Team. <laughs> But they really the, – the Broncos need Philip Lindsay to show up, you know, they or, you know, any facsimile of a running game. They, they need oh, something they to really – I mean, they got Gordon and Lindsay. They're going to be all right. Yeah, I mean, you love Melvin Gordon. He's, I mean, full disclosure, guys, every year he drafts Melvin Gordon, and I joke with him, like, you take Gordon again this year? And he's like, Works yep. out, man. Hey, you know what? You know, Melvin Gordon to you is Calvin Johnson to me. So, like, whenever Calvin Johnson was available, like, that was my guy. So, I totally get it. But, um, yeah, like, they, if they can establish any semblance of a running game and open things up for Drew Locke, I can definitely see an upset. 
like stranger things have happened. Like going back to what I said about the Giants, you know, like it's week one. Like anything can happen. I mean, Mo Lewis took out Drew Bledsoe week one, right? And then the rest is history. So this week we have a few more topics. We're going to give a nod to in our fading bucks in heat. I still am kind of basking in the afterglow of the bucks kind of going down at the hands of the Miami heat. A lot of people did not see it coming, but you know, it's one of those things that the better team is always going to win. And Giannis with a group of guys doesn't a team necessarily make, you know? But Spo and Jimmy Butler, those guys are pulling all in one direction. And um, who knows how far it could take them because they got to either go through the Celtics and the Raptors, and then they have either the Clippers or the Lakers. So anything can happen. Yeah, I mean, the Heat were just dominant from the jump. You know, if this was – played in a real NBA season where there was travel involved, the Heat might not have won, but hands down, they have the better players. Riley knows how to draft with Nunn and Hero, and he knows how to put teams together. Butler, Drogic, Crowder, Abadejo. Um, they're just uh, uh, Adebayo, Adebayo. They're just by far a better team. Great coach, too. Great coach in Spo, you know? You know, people gave him a lot of flack because he won his championships with LeBron. He's always had a competitive Miami Heat team since then. Absolutely. And and the, 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 Bucks, you're... the Bucks just never – they never got started once they got back in the bubble. Like once – not back in the bubble. Like once the restart, they never got into it. They never were the same team. Um, and since losing – you know, four games straight to the Raptors last year. They're five and eleven in the playoffs. That's really bad. That's really bad. And no, they're just, they're just a casualty of the bubble. They're a casualty of the situation. Um, you know, I just don't know. They should really consider trading Giannis, Giannis for draft picks because he's not going to be able to win there, and he can't shoot. His shooting was exploited in the series. Outside the paint, he's awful. So. You know, get some graphics for him. Get he start over, and Giannis should start to think about where he wants to go. You know, he he can't be the king of New York. He ain't bringing the Knicks to a championship. Maybe you do. Maybe you go. Maybe you go to Miami, <laughs> and team with Jimmy Butler down there because that would be really good. Don't go to Golden State because Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant already did that. And if you don't win, they're just gonna compare you to Kevin Durant. So just well, go to Miami. I'm gonna throw one out there to you. And we'll see what you think about this. I, I, I know in the past Giannis has been pretty adamant about not wanting to pair up with guys, and he, he was very critical of the Golden State Warriors for that reason. I mean, and you can pick a little out, outside the box kind of thing, and something like San Antonio. You know, just like he'll be the new superstar to kind of take that team into the next generation. You know, you had Duncan for all that time. You had David Robinson before that. Why not Giannis? Cause it's clearly not LaMarcus Aldridge. Yeah. That it's unfortunate. That hasn't really played out well. Yeah. I mean, I like LaMarcus Aldridge is a good player, but he's, person. he's just not he's that level. Person no, no, totally. He's just not on that level. No. And it's kind of, it's interesting. The addition by subtraction 
he's gone and they win. Granted, they brought in Kawhi Leonard, but, you know, they couldn't make it work with him and Kyle Lowry. No. And the, the bulk of that team is still there. And right now they are playing the uh, game seven Raptors and Celtics. And I don't know, like, I really think the Raptors, you know, they're gritty, they're gutty, but um, this is really more of an indictment on the Celtics. They had an opportunity to close them out and they couldn't do it, you know? And to me, that really calls Brad Stevens's coaching medal into question because you did it in college you did it at Butler. Great. Boston is not Butler, you know, and it makes you wonder if he has a ceiling as a coach. Uh, I, th- I actually think he's a really good coach. I think players play and coaches coach, you know, as far as the Raptors like winning, uh, I think it was game three. I mean, they were, their main thing was they were trying to make sure Lowry didn't get the last shot. They were willing to live with, you know, a three-pointer all the way on the other side of the court, which was contested. The guy got off a good shot and hit it. Um, you know, game six was disappointing. I mean, Kemba Walker was two for 11 with five points in, like, 52 minutes. That's, like, that's awful. Like, they brought him there to be better than Kyrie Irving. That's not better than Kyrie Irving. Those are those are Nate Robinson numbers, like, and the, the Raptors are just well-coached. They're just a well-coached team. You know, they, they move the basketball. They know who they are. They know who's going to take the shots and spots. And I'm not taking anything away from Brad Stevens. I think he's a good coach. But I also think right now the best player on their team is Marcus Smart. He seems like he's the only person who wants to win right now. Like, Well, Marcus Smart is a defensive player, and he's always – that. that's the thing about defensive-minded players is that they're always going to – they're always doing something. So it's going to, it's going to look like they're trying harder than everybody else on the court. I mean, Jason Tatum needs to show up. Jalen Brown needs to show up. They, they missed I mean, so many yeah. shots. Like Tatum, they had so many chances to go ahead. He, he, he shot air balls at some points. Same thing with Jalen yeah. Brown, like missing wide open jump shots. Like, come on guys, what are we doing here? You guys are set to win now and win in the future. And you're botching this. Like, the Raptors don't even have Kawhi Leonard, and you can't – this should have been over already. If they lose tonight, that's bad, but they're playing pretty well right now, so they might be able to – Well, I mean, crazier things have happened. What if the Celtics went out and got Giannis? It wouldn't be the first time that yeah. they've gone out and gotten a superstar. No, I don't know if they've got that kind of money. I also don't know if he fits what they're doing there. They know what they're doing there. I don't think he fits what they're doing there, you know? Mm. Yeah. Well, speaking of coaching, uh, Billy Donovan and Oklahoma City Thunder mutually agreed to part ways this week. And ultimately, Billy Donovan proved himself to be a quality NBA coach. And at the end of the day, with that roster, he was teaching more than coaching. And it's very similar to his run when he was at Florida. No, it's... In Florida, he won championships. He didn't win, you know, with them. But I think he's a he's a really good coach. I think he, yeah, he proved that he he proved that he's a very good coach. Um, and I think it was good that he left. I think what really what the Knicks actually missed out on this because I think they would rather have him than um, who they have coaching right now. And I'm pretty sure uh, 
I'm pretty sure Billy's a former Nick, isn't he? Uh, I think Billy was a Nick, or he was an like, assistant on the Knicks with Patino. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Tom Thibodeau is a quality coach. Though. Quality coach, it's, but he's yeah. no Billy Donovan, I don't think. Well, I have a pretty good idea. I don't know if it would happen, but the New Orleans Pelicans job is available. Yeah, he was a, You put Billy Donovan he was down a, there with Zion? He was a Nick from 87 88. Yeah, I, I think that's a good place for him to go, and maybe that's what he's thinking, too. But I also think the Hawks job would be good for him to work with Sherry Young, you know. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Trey Young is definitely Trey Young, Cam Reddish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the problem with the Hawks, though. You're always the best player on a bad team, <laughs> you know. Outside of that that run they had in like the mid two thousands, but you know, you're always like Dominique Wilkins, best player. Like who was the who was the next best player on that team? You know, it was it was Dominique. It was Dominique and like eleven other guys. So it's just one of those things. I think Billy Donovan would be great for New Orleans. Wow, he was two forty three and one fifty seven. Nice job. That's make, gr- that's a great the record. Season each year. Yeah, and I think uh, didn't he back out of the Orlando Magic job? Yeah, too? So, that was a good move. Smart guy. Smart guy. He's a smart guy. <laughs> and the last vacancy besides the Pelicans and. Who knows what else will happen? Um, Chauncey Billups is in the running for the Indiana Pacers job after they can Nate McMillan. Now, I know that we kind of were surprised by Steve Nash kind of skipping the line a little bit. And Chauncey Billups hasn't really been, you know, in coaching or paying his dues or anything like that. But I think it's, it's a fine, it would be a fine hire if they want to hire Chauncey Billups, you know. A point guard, it's like a catcher in baseball. They're gonna they're gonna see things that you don't necessarily see. You know, they're involved more. So, you know, they're gonna have extra insight into what's going on. So if you're gonna take a player, a former player without coaching experience or without a lot of coaching experience, I would say go with the point guard. So Cha- Chauncey Billups would be Chauncey Billups is a fine option. Yeah, I mean, if Nash can coach, Phillips can coach. Big Shot has a ring. He 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 know he knows how to he knows how to coach and run a team. Definitely, and at the end of the day, that team is going to run on Victor Oladipo's health. So at the end of the day, you know, if he's not there, it's going to look bad. But Chauncey Billups, he's he's going to, I think he's going to do okay. I'm getting hungry over here. Should have cooked up some dinner. And if you're looking for a new cooking show to binge, check out As You Eat It on YouTube, hosted by me, Chef Z. I invite you into my home and show you what and how I cook when I'm off the clock as a chef instructor. You're going to learn fun recipes and creative methods to empower and inspire you in the kitchen and take it to the next level. Cook how you want to cook. Eat how you want to eat. Eat as you eat it. That's As You Eat It, available only on YouTube. AZ, you eat it. Check it out, and let's get cooking. It's also been a pretty busy week in baseball, actually. This report from Javi Baez about... (laughs) Scott. uh, 
he can't watch video between at bats and he can't make adjustments because of the Astros. And he's like, his response was, well, well, we didn't cheat. Why are we being punished for the Astros cheating? And while I agree with, with that to some extent, baseball players have been adjusting without video as long as they've been playing baseball. Why do you need video? Like, if you can't adjust in the moment, maybe you should reconsider being a major league baseball player. Call me crazy, but come on. Like, adjustments are part of the game, and you should be able to make adjustments on the fly. Yeah, I mean, I he's his comments are just annoying. Like, he just clearly doesn't understand the situation, and he doesn't get the issues there. You know, you've got to be able to, like you said, make adjustments on the fly. They need to come up with a better way for people to, you know, look at their at-bats or, or look at what happened without stealing signs or having a controversy. He's gonna, to, he's just going to have to make it work. And like I said, get out there, think about your at-bats, and figure out how to be a better pro. That's all I got to say about that. Agreed, agreed. And, you know, Javi Baez isn't the only one. Jeff McNeil of the Mets has mentioned it, too. Jeff who? But <laughs> Jeff McNeil, exactly. You mean, uh, oh, the squirrel. Maybe maybe you uh, don't know him by his his real name, the, the flying squirrel. He's having difficulty adjusting as well. I think there are a lot of other and, things Jeff McNeil's having difficulty with right now. <laughs> finding a position, yeah. Hit accidentally hitting his dog with a, a home run ball, you know, the cardboard cut out of his dog. Yeah, I mean, Jeff McNeil, you know, he's doing better. I'll, I'll give him that. The, the Mets have, you know, they've really, you know, as of late been hitting better. So that's a plus. But um, yeah, the pitching is just not there. But Jeff McNeil, you know, he's a battler, he's a scrapper. And it looks like, I mean, um, unless there's something we don't know it looks like he's been able to adjust on the fly because he's starting to heat up a little bit. And speaking of heating up, the Brewers and the Braves. My goodness. That's all I can say. The Brewers beat the Tigers 19-nothing. <laughs> 19-nothing. You know, the box uh, score was hilarious. That's, that's it. That's, my goodness. And then you have the Braves. I mean, at least the the Marlins showed up. Nobody was, in the know. Braves game. Nobody scored in the first inning. In the top half of the second, the Marlins put two on, and in the bottom half of the second, the Braves put up eleven. <laughs> oh my god! And I think Jordan Yamamoto owes Don Mattingly money, and that's the only reason why he was out there as long as he Where's was. Where's that money? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you don't like that ERA going on, <laughs> do you? Next like 181 or something stupid like that. Oh my goodness. But 29 to 9, the Braves beat the Marlins. And it really, you know, it goes back to those unwritten rules of baseball that uh, have really been called into question the past few years. Well, and, and this year, especially with Fernando Tatis Jr. and the Padres. Right? When is enough enough? You know, when are you going to, as a baseball team, going to call off the dogs a little bit you know it's hard to do that though because you know people have incentives in their contracts you know Mm. if they score a certain amount of runs if they 
have a certain batting average. Like it gives them the opportunity to like, you know, bulk up and get to where they might need to be or even look better in the off season. So it's hard to do. It's hard to say things like that, you know, especially in yeah. baseball, there's no chance. It's, it's not really a chance for injury. Like you're not colliding into people and you, you're not crashing to the basket. Like, you know, you're, you're up at the plate hitting the ball, you know, even, it's true. Even when the balls hit hard into the gap, when the score is 17 to five, you don't really have to really kill yourself. You'll get the ball, get there. <laughs> We're not coming back or they're not catching us. So <laughs> what does it matter? And fortunately for us as baseball fans, and, you know, we grew up playing baseball and, you know, they, they have not instituted the mercy rule yet. And with all the crazy rules that they put in place this year with like the runner on second base in the 10th inning, and seven inning double headers and all of ugh, all of the things that are slowly making baseball not baseball anymore. I'm waiting for Manfred. I'm I mean the third game of the year, the Sunday night game with the Mets and the Braves, the, the, the Mets got blown out. So you're seeing a lot of blowouts this year. And I'm just waiting for, you know, Commissioner Manfred to come in and say, okay, 10 run rule. It's now in Major League Baseball. And officially kill the sport that I love. I'm just waiting for it, you know. Yeah, he's he's lousy. I'm not really a fan of him right now. No, me either. <clears throat> Absolutely not. But you know, they joke around about the ten run rule in light of all of the crazy rules, and I I can't I don't I can't put it past them. I I just can't after. You know, all the rules changes and now the lefty specialist role is gone because you have to pitch to three guys. And, you know, it's like it, the strategy is slowly being taken out of out of the game. The DH, you know, you're not double switching. You're not sacrificing. You're not doing any of that. And I don't know. The, the game is changing on a fundamental level. And it's something that I can't get behind personally. Hopefully these rules are not back next year, that this is just a one-off thing that we need to deal with because of COVID-19 and it goes back to normal next year. Cause it should. Yeah, yeah. I hope so. And the one last uh, major league baseball note that we have for the week uh, Justin Timberlake and Dave Dombrowski are now part of a group with a few more country singers. I forget the names. I know Kane Brown was one of them and a few others. Uh, they are trying to bring an expansion team to Nashville. Now, Nashville is a AAA team already, the Nashville Sounds. So I think it would be great to kind of, I mean, to explore it and see if it's actually viable. So you know, that's definitely, you know, within the realm of possibility. It's a good sized city. It's not a super large one. It's not, it's not a city where sports are totally unknown. It's not like it's Portland where they only have like two teams. You know, I'm counting the Timbers, but you know, not everybody counts the Timbers because, you know, it's soccer. And Timbers really very popular team, though. Very popular. The soccer. Yeah. yeah, the Timbers are very popular. Absolutely. But a lot of people, you know, don't follow MLS and don't, you know, realize that they're up there. It's just like, oh, the Blazers. I'm like, yeah, well, there's more. But um, I don't know. I think Nashville would be a good market. And 
I like the, the Nashville's only- cool. Believe it or not, they're actually a hockey town. Like the Predators okay. are a big draw, big draw, and the the hockey team is right on Broadway, right across from all the bars. So as soon as the hockey game lets out, everybody's right downtown, in in the the main area, and then right across the Cumberland River is where the Titans play at Nissan Stadium. So oh, nice. if they could get a baseball field close in the area, they might have something. I just I, it's a hockey town. So if you go in understanding that it's a hockey town and you want to build a small baseball franchise, yeah, you could do that. If you're trying to be bigger than that, I don't think that's going to happen. You're looking at more like Colorado Rockies, Florida Marlins territory than you are looking at Washington Nationals territory. Right. Well, I mean, the good thing, like being out here, it's taken a while, but there's definitely there's definitely Colorado Rockies fever. You know, they, they definitely have taken to the team and they come here. You know, it's not just a Broncos town. It's very it. They're embracing everything. They, they were even, you know, even the Nuggets, too. But Col- Denver embraces their sports franchises, which is nice. Yeah, the Nashville uh, unlike- will do the same thing. Absolutely. The only thing about that is there are 30 teams already. That makes 31. You're going to need to bring in a second team just to balance out the schedules. Where do you go? You know, like you have to, you have to take a serious look around. Like, is Portland viable? Is Las Vegas Calgary, Alberta, Canada. <laughs> Lance Storm's hometown, boys and girls. If I could be serious for a minute, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Mon- they should go back to Montreal. Otherwise, other than Canada treating us like um, <laughs> like our their least favorite nephew during this COVID situation, um, I think uh, I think they should go back to Montreal. But yeah, I vote for Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Now, <laughs> I mean, Montreal, they've had the plan. Major League Baseball has had the plan that Montreal submitted, and they've just sat on it. So I, I wonder if they're actually – Or maybe they like, do. If, maybe they go to Oregon. Hey, maybe they go to Oregon. They, do, they know, like their man. teams there. They do love their teams there. And you got the Nike factory there too. That's true. The Nike would love absolutely. to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, if, if they can get Phil Knight on board, absolutely – Another thing they could that do is Charlotte. Bastard. <laughs> I mean, the, he's got deep pockets, man. Like that's the thing. Like as as I've learned while uh, listening to the whole situation with Steve Cohen versus J Lo and A Rod, the deepest pockets win. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of deep stuff over there. <laughs> <laughs> but another good one would be like Charlotte, North Carolina would be, I think. Pretty good one. I don't know. Charlotte's um, struggling. That's a struggling city. I mean, they can barely fill the football stadium. I don't know about that one. You're not going to get people watching baseball games there. It's, I don't think so. And it's NASCAR. It's a NASCAR town. It's tough. It's tough. When, yeah. It's tough in. It's tough in Charlotte. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my money in that one. Yeah. I mean, because then you got then you're starting to look into secondary markets. I mean, New Orleans, Never. San Antonio. Nope. No way. No Vegas either. It's too hot there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the ball will burst I mean, into flames when it gets hit in the air <laughs> <laughs> in July. 
in the desert. Exactly. Exactly. I actually went to a minor league baseball game at Cashmere Field. It was very interesting. I feel bad for uh, all those players. It was like ironically the third enough, circle it was of hell. <laughs> yeah, they had the misters. So God, they, please they had cut me. Mis- yeah. And it, it was crazy because the misters were on the fans. They weren't on the players. Gosh, I feel bad, so for, just like, I feel bad for the catcher. Oh, <laughs> like, My back is on fire. And, and never mind, it's minor league baseball, so they can't throw strikes. It's like, oh, God, please, for the love of Jesus. Fastball, swing. <laughs> here, if, here it is. Fastball, inside corner. Just do what you got to do. Thanks for joining us and getting faded with us on this fine Sunday morning. If you'd like to get involved with the show, email faderoutemail at gmail.com with your feedback or your mail, and we can make a segment out of it. I am Z, that was D, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.